Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Flipping Websites podcast brought to you by alphainvestors.com. This is episode 36 and on today's show we've got another great guest, Bree from White Light Digital Marketing. Bree is a very experienced SEO. He started with affiliate sites back in 2007 before moving across to the agency world because he wanted to get better at SEO and work with much larger clients. And he's now moving his agency into the operations game, managing websites and large assets for investors and other clients. Bree has a really interesting story of how he went to Silicon Valley and met up with a bunch of VCs and private equity companies, ended up pitching them and they agreed to give him one to three million to invest. And a very interesting story about the difficulties and concerns in investing such a large amount of capital in one go. Now, this episode will actually be the last time I'll be hosting this show. I've been at Alpha Investors for three months now as the director of acquisitions after the acquisition of FlippingWebsites.co and I'll link up to the press release for that in the show notes. This episode is at FlippingWebsites.co slash WLDM. So over those three months, uh, everything that I had been doing uh, at FlippingWebsites.co with the acquisition service and the operator service uh, matching uh, operators with investors that want their assets managed for them. Uh, that's all been integrated across now over at alphainvestors.com. And so if investors are looking to acquire sites, it's alphainvestors.com forward slash buy. Uh, the operator page is at forward slash operators. And Alpha Investors now has an incredibly solid due diligence process for the sales side deals. And if people are looking to sell, the page is at alphainvestors.com forward slash sell. And there's no commission for selling your sites. The investors are the ones that make the, the payment, who pay the fee. And with the new membership model that's about to be released over at investors.club and leave your name and email to join the waitlist. It's an exclusive marketplace for buying profitable online businesses. It's going to be a self-source marketplace for investors to be able to directly contact sellers and close deals very quickly. There's also going to be assisted purchase uh, service available as an upsell. But switching to this new model and the transition that we've uh, achieved over the last three months there's not a great deal more for me to be doing. So look out for updates in the Facebook group, search for Flipping Websites on Facebook, and there will be more podcast episodes in the new year with a new host. So keep subscribed and you'll see a new episode arrive in the new year with an update on how the new membership club, Investors Club, is going and plans that Alpha Investors have in 2020, which uh, is going to be moving beyond just individual deals for individual investors. My focus for the immediate future is focusing on the content site that I uh, had acquired. It was a micro acquisition for the content site challenge. And I'll link up to the blog post on that over at Alpha Investors in the show notes. Again, it's flippingwebsites.co slash WLDM. The site is a software review site. It reviews software products and has recurring commissions. And uh, if you're interested in why that's the only site, type of site that I'll be building going forward, you can head to richardpatey.com forward slash software dash review dash sites. Can you guess which keyword I'm going for with that article? And, uh, it, you know, it, it talks about my journey in terms of building content sites and all the different business uh, models and, and different types of sites that I've built over the years and why I think that's the best model for me to focus on. So without further ado, here's the conversation with Bree, and I'll see you guys in the Facebook group and elsewhere. Cheers. Hey, how's it going, Bree? Good, Richard. How are you? I'm good, man. You calling in from Bali? 
That's correct. Lovely Bali. It's uh, beautiful here at the moment. Another beautiful hot, hot sunny day. Yeah, beautiful hot sunny day. It doesn't change too much actually. It's actually just pretty pretty consistent with that. So um, yeah, yeah. It's just a, it's a great lifestyle here. I, um, I can you know I can live anywhere in the world, and um, this happens to fill a lot of my needs. We're just getting a podcast episode out. Uh, it'll be out by the time. Uh, this one is out with with Tommy Griffith. Uh, do you know Tommy? Uh, yeah. From, yeah. So yeah. he's been living in Hawaii for the last few months. Yeah, he, he used to live in um he was living in Bali for a while. He used to, he did a lot of his core stuff in in Bali as well. Okay. So. And I, I was chatting to Tommy recently, and I was like, "Ah, oh, so you're you're living the upper class Bali now?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said it was ridiculously expensive. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, hopefully one day I'll be able to uh, live the upper class Bali life too, and uh, go spend some time with Tommy in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good stuff. We got a lot to talk about. You've got a, a very deep background in in SEO and websites. Why don't we start with what are you currently doing? I suppose there's a kind of a short answer that we can kind of elaborate on, but there's a, a few different things. The first thing is I have my SEO agency, which has been running for a while, called White Light Digital Marketing. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is the conference called DMSS, Digital Marketing Skillshare, which is on in Bali um, in the first week of November. And we have like Ahrefs, um, Google, and actually NASA is our keynote speaker. Uh, we have like over three to 400 people there. It's a, it's a really cool conference. How many years have you been doing that? This will be our third year. Okay. Um, and yeah, so it just kind of flows in from DCBKK yeah. and then our conference and then Chiang Mai SEO afterwards. Nice. Um, and then kind of like in the in the operator space, um, there's a couple of things we can talk about there, but we we currently an operator for kind of one large client. We had access to like between one and three million dollars and we almost had a deal that went through there. And um, but basically, we're shifting our SO agency model to a um, basically an operator agency model there. So, OK, um, yeah, Sim- similar, similar to LeadSpring with what Matt Diggity was doing when it was open. Yeah, exactly. Similar yeah. kind of thing. Um, I mean, similar to what you guys, I suppose, what, you know, Alpha Investors, oh yeah, as well, uh, Alpha Investors is, an, is a sponsor of DMSS Conference, just what, put that plug in there as well. Very good, yeah. Um, Andre, Andre's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, similar to what Leadspring's doing, or similar to what, like, a lot of what the operator deals uh, are currently going through at the moment. Um, yeah. yeah. So basically, just trying to um, to kind of get more into that, to that area, because we've, uh, We've been very successful with our SEO and we just kind of want to um, get a bigger piece of the pie, which, you know, makes sense. And then, so I have a couple of portfolio a portfolio of websites as well, just kind of small portfolio of my own stuff there as well, which is um, a little bit of talk about, not much there. Um, and then the other thing that we've been doing that's actually pretty cool, we've actually been building out some SEO A-B testing software. And so what we can do is basically we're able to show the user one version of the website and then the Googlebot a different variation of the website. And we can basically batch out and do A-B tests. And so let's say we have have like 10,000 pages. Um, We can create like um, 2,000 pages. We can run one A-B test on specific page titles and meta descriptions, 2,000 pages on a different one, and like 2,000 pages across different um, A-B tests. And we can see which one performs better in Google's eyes. Um, so it's a, it's a kind of new area and we've kind of been innovating in this space and, um, yeah, it's, uh, I can get more into detail with that. Is, uh, w- w- what stage of development is that at? And is that going to be under the WLDM agency? 
Uh, so it's um, we've got it working at the moment. So we have the basic version working on on our on some of our websites at the moment, and we're the sophisticated version. Um, the basic version, like in a self serve format, will be probably launched in the next two or three weeks, like just as a basic version. And the sophisticated version, which I can go more into detail, um, is really quite sophisticated. Um, that would be probably about two or three months away. We're gonna. We're gonna. Uh, we haven't got a brand name specifically yet at this point in time, but it won't be WLGM. It's be a different brand. But um, it's a really cool area. We've we've, you know, it's a, we we've managed to get some pretty good wins out of it, and it's a very powerful process. More for large e-commerce websites. It can still work for smaller websites too. But um, uh, very interesting uh, to be able to A/B test um, you know, SEO. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It'd be good to talk about that. And you've also got a small personal portfolio of sites as well. Yeah, a small portfolio of sites as well, um, which haven't been touched that much. Um, you know, making in the range of like five hundred to fifteen hundred USD a month. Um, yeah. But um, just kind of working on that too. So I think that's kind of like a bit of an overview of uh, of uh, all the things that we yeah. kind of currently currently got going on. Uh, oh yeah, and the other thing too that we're doing because <laughs> um, of the operator situation, um, like we're kind of like moving more into operator space. The last three months, we've been like heavily investing in CRO and building out a, a kind of a really solid CRO team. So um, this is obviously where we see the future, you know, with the operator space coming in, doing the SEO and CRO. So, um, yeah, this is yeah, it's definitely something that we're, uh, we're excited about and we're, we're starting to get some results with too. All right, good. Okay, let's let's unpack that. So, <laughs> so how, did you, how did this all start? Were you an affiliate SEO first of all or did you start with client work? Yeah, so basically, um, I started in 2007, so like 12 or 12 or 13 years ago. Um, my friend was ranking for gold price uh, um, back in 2007. He was making millions. He was ranking number one for gold price in every kind of a related term. And um, he was a friend from high school, and he was like, "Man, I'm killing it." And it was just like, "This is way before you know." <laughs> a lot. He, he was know, selling. He was selling gold as an affiliate, or just ads, or. No, he was selling ads. He was one of the top 20 um, AdSense guys in the world. Wow. And basically, yeah, basically, you know, for gold price, it was obviously high CPC as well. Um, and, yeah, he was making millions. And from there, he, you know, he kind of showed me some stuff and I started to get interested in it. And I um, started building out, you know, affiliate websites and started making some money and then started doing some client work and affiliate sites together. And that was working quite well for a couple of years. And then basically, I ended up migrating across to Agency World because I just wanted to get better at my SEO skills and uh, kind of work with like larger clients. So I ended up like kind of like climbing the ranks of um, of of the Agency World. Ended up working for one of the big uh, network agencies that. Um, and so my clients were basically banks, airlines, hotels, and you know having organic search traffic in the you know with revenue in the tens of millions of dollars. So I kind of. Um, kind of like climbed up the ranks and uh, started working with really, really large clients with very complex SEO, uh, different SEO to what most um, people do these days and um, and was living that life. What do you mean by and, net, network agency? Uh, so network agencies are basically um, in the larger, in the, there's like these international network agencies. So in, um, in the international sphere, basically agencies acquire other agencies and then you end up working Let's just say you're um you're I mean, in Australia we have a, a kind of a duopoly so we've got like um Coles and Woolworths which is the two big supermarket brands and the reality is then let's just say you've got an airlines there's like you know two or three airlines in every country mainly there's two or three kind of large ones 
The reality is, is these large um, airlines or, or, or supermarkets can only really choose from two or, three provi- two or three providers because for some reason they have some kind of arrangement where, you know, if you're an airline, you can only work with these kind of approved providers. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a supermarket, you can only work with these providers. So basically there's like two or three kind of main network agencies around the world that are international and they basically control most of the really high level, um, you know, SEO, SEM and everything like that. So, okay. Well, what's, um, the, what's the best example or, or the biggest one? Well, they, they change their name all the time. So the one that I, when I was working for, it was conglomerated called the Dentsu Aegis network. Um, I know it's probably changed its name like two or three times since then. Um, but the SEO agencies that kind of are involved with that, uh, like resolution media, iProspect, Columbus, uh, reprise media. Um, so they're the kind of main SEO agencies that are involved with this level of SEO. Um, and it's a different, it's like a different level. It's like a, yeah, the SEOs in that world are very different. It's like a large websites kind of um, kind of like I'll, I'll call them like weirdly call them like pedigree pedigree SEOs in a weird way. They've never built a backlink, never written a piece of content, but they um they manage really big campaigns and complex situations. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> what never built a backlink yeah. to their own website? You mean or? Yeah, no. They, a lot of these. So a lot of these guys. Um, they there, there's two ways that they kind of come into this into this normally. They either come out with a, a marketing degree or a degree in some kind of like mathematics or statistics. And and they kind of climb up the ranks of basically coming out of a marketing degree, they become like, you know, an SEO executive and they start doing a little bit of content writing or a bit of managing of small portfolio stuff and then kind of rise up the ranks. But they never really do any real, um, like they don't work on SEO for themselves. They're not, they're not hustlers. They're, they're a different breed yeah. to the kind of, kind of SEO that we know. But but in so, that environment, in that environment, there is this kind of small group of people that have kind of like pretending to be pedigree SEOs that really want to work on big accounts that are, are actual real hustlers. So it's a very, it's a very funny world. The way it works normally is it's a lot to it's a lot more a lot more to do with data and analytics. So you basically let's just say you have an e- e-commerce site with you know ten million pages. So it's the eighty twenty rule. So basically they're going to go out and 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 do the data and analytics across everything figure out which pages are returning the highest ROI and basically work on those pages or those specific categories. Um, and we have a specific budget that you're going to work with. So you might be given a budget of like 20 or 30,000, you know, USD a month for content or for backlinks. And you just basically, a lot of times using providers or, or it's a lot of, there's a, in the process though, there's a lot of, um, so they're still doing backlinks, they're still doing content and all these things, but it's in a, a different kind of league. Like the one of my large accounts, I had to manage um, a hotel chain with 127 properties. Um, so I had the main hotel website and then 127 properties as well. And yeah, I can't remember what the budget, but it was quite large. But we have to basically figure out how to allocate that money and, and where the best ROI is. So for me, what happened was like I worked in this world for quite a while, for like six years of just, and I, I just hated it, to be honest with you. I love the technical aspect and I learned a lot in this kind of area. But I suppose for me, what it was, was to be able to take the high level SEO and and the processes and systems that I learned in that environment and strip away a lot of the inefficiencies and kind of apply that to run an SEO agency that's high level, but actually delivers really good results as well. Excellent. And so you, with uh, WLDM.io, you've got three different packages based on uh, the amount of time per month. What's your what, what kind of clients are you going after? What's your main client there? Is it the network that, that we're in in terms of uh, online business, internet marketers, or is it more bigger, more established brands? What, what's your main client there? 
Yeah, so basically, um, we kind of we started out in hotels because uh, I had like a, quite a bit of experience in hotels and had a good of, a bit of um, uh, you know a bit of um, networking in the industry. Um, but the reality is, our clients we really focus on the packages are they're a bit out of date too. Just by the way, um, I need to update the website. But um, the the our main clients basically are e-commerce. And because the thing is, like with e-commerce, if we get a, a positive ROI for them, they invest more with us. And that's just the way it is. So we, we've managed to generate some some really phenomenal results. You know, not every client gets amazing results, but we've managed to generate results in the millions of dollars for our clients. And um, and obviously, once you do that kind of stuff, they they come back to us. It's generally like a medium-sized business. We deal directly with the, uh, the business owner or a marketing manager that's working directly with the business owner. So um, it kind of works best for us because... It's like, hey, you know, um, we make, you know, we, we've done really well. We've obviously increased the, the organic um, revenue there and they increased the, re- the retainer size for us. And so, yeah, basically e-commerce, a lot of it, probably about 20, 30%, probably 30 to 40 is FBA businesses coming out and trying to diversify because uh, they're making a lot of money on Amazon and they need to diversify into other areas. So we do quite a lot of kind of like, you know, migration from FBA as well. That's quite a, a significant chunk of what we do too. Into e-commerce platforms like Shopify or also content blogs as well? Yeah, he said most of the time it's to do with Shopify or big commerce or some kind of e-commerce platform. Um, we do have instances where we um, where we basically do create content, kind of like third-party content blogs that we can drive traffic to that would then basically refer that traffic back to um, an affiliate site and things like that too. We also work with Amazon sites. So at the moment, we're doing quite a bit of outreach um, for Amazon products. So let's just say you have a product that's like an iPhone, an iPhone case, and you want to get on iPhone, you want to get on iPhone review, uh, iPhone review websites. We do outreach at the moment to try to go, hey, we've got an iPhone case you want to review. Do you guys want to um, get a bit of extra commission, or can we pay you for a placement, or you've got a broken link here for an iPhone case? Can we put ours in there? So we're kind of dabbling around in e-commerce and, and Amazon spaces a little bit as well. So we're kind of, uh, yeah, a bit unique in that, in that approach. If we switch gears and, and go to talk yep. about your, your personal portfolio of sites, uh, when did you start building those and uh, how active are you currently with, with your own websites? And I, I know the focus now <laughs> is partnering up with other people and, um, and be good to talk about your experience of almost raising one to 3 million. Uh, yes. So yeah, we get to talk about, uh, about, uh, your experience with building and then operating your content sites. Totally. Okay. So, um, so I have three websites that are purchased um, in the sub 50 K range. Uh, one of them is an online tutoring company, um, which is kind of a service as well. And this one is kind of like basically in all three of the websites that I purchased. So basically because I was making money with the agency, I was like, okay, cool. Let's reinvest some of the profit back into my own portfolio of websites. And the the honest truth is I just really haven't had the time or bandwidth to actually focus on them because I make more money in the agency than actually working on these smaller sites. And I'm sure, sure. there's quite a few people <laughs> uh, that are in the same boat as myself in this situation. Um, but I'm restructuring everything now to, to, to make that change. But basically, one of the websites I bought was an online tutoring company. Um, funnily enough, I found it on, um, on Gumtree, which is like Craigslist, um, for Australia. So I was, I was scouring everywhere for, for, for deals and it was actually quite a good deal. And, um, unfortunately that website got, and so it works quite well. Um, but the thing is it's kind of service-based so we have tutors, um, that, that, that work for us as well. And it's pretty automated, but the reality is I haven't put much work into it. And unfortunately that website got hacked. 
and uh, the rankings dropped, and they've only, we've only just managed to get them back up now. So that one's just kind of kicking along, not doing very much there, and we're not putting much effort into it. Um, the other two websites that I purchased, um, I actually got from Flipper. And um, ironically, I had um, .com.au uh, filter set up for, for alerts for anything in Australia. So, I mean, I'd been looking for probably about two years for something to buy, and this, this ended up being a really good deal. Um, the kind of sites that I like to buy or that I think that are, are valuable um, are dynamically generated, like, um, dynamically generated content sites. So basically one of the sites is a website that basically tells you whether your ISP is down, so whether your internet provider is down or whether you know, Netflix is down or any, or any of these services. So able to basically dynamically generate uh, content from a, from a database and then basically present that to a user. And for me, and so I basically bought one website from this buyer. Um, I, I definitely paid too much for the website. Um, I, I basically, in that situation, I paid on potential, not on actual, uh, reality. Uh, so I definitely made a mistake in that purchase. Um, however, the saving grace in that situation is the, the website owner had another website to sell me. And cause of that situation, I was able to negotiate a really good price on the second website. So I have both of these websites, um, running and it's, it does two things. It's lead gen. So basically um, people come on, they, they check that their ISP is down. And like, like in Australia, we have like Telstra is an example. It's like the main, the main one. They might type in, you know, Telstra website, Telstra down or something like that. They come onto our website. They can see that there's been an outage. Um, and then there's a big button there that says, are you unhappy with your current Telstra service provider? And they fill out the form and then, uh, and then we sell the leads. Now, um, no one actually told me this, but actually lead brokering is actually quite hard. And people don't like paying for leads, <laughs> and they'll sit there and comp- and they'll sit there and tell you that, that your leads are crap and all this kind of stuff when they don't actually use them. So, this is a process that I've learned through uh, purchasing these two websites. Yeah. Um, and I just basically so we're getting we're, I'm selling advertising space on there. Um, I've currently got Zoic um, and AdSense running on there, and I'm selling leads. Um, but I just haven't um, put more time and effort and energy into it because I've just gone like, look, just give me like. $2 a lead for now. Like that's totally fine. I'm happy with that. Just like, just give me some money for it. And I have to put more energy into it. Um, the gener- website generates between like 200 to 300 leads a month with no SEO and we haven't touched the website at all. Um, but if I put, if I put fuel on the fire, like let's just say that my agency collapsed tomorrow and, and everything just went um, pear shaped. If I just put my energy into these two websites, I could definitely grow them, which is the focus um, in the near future because the, the way I'm going to restructure the company. Okay, and so are you looking to to then put people onto operations for your own portfolio and grow the portfolio? Exactly. So yeah, that's 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 the plan for now. The plan is, and there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, so we've got it. We've got some amazing results for our clients, like like phenomenal results. Like uh, not every client's had phenomenal results, and you know, in post medic update, you know, some of our clients have been hit pretty hard too. Unfortunately, is not this is kind of the the way it works. Um, but in 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 overall, like we've got some really good results for our clients, and so for me. Um, I want to work on our portfolio websites for two reasons. The first reason is obviously to generate money from them. And I basically realized that, you know, if I put one operator on, you know, it's like, like an SEO operator on this, then the, the ROI in two or three months time that they generate on, on that will basically pay the salary anyway. So that's the first thing I'm like, cool, that's actually not a bad idea. And the second reason is um, to get more case studies for ourselves, because we can sit there and say, "Hey, you know, this is the website that we bought, and we basically we you know we pumped it up over six months or to a year, and this is the revenue we're generating. 
you guys should use us as well. So it's kind of like a bit of a two-pronged approach there as well. Okay. And so are you advertising, are you, are you promoting the fact that, that you, you can do operations for people currently? And is that going to be under WLDM? Yeah, so we're not advertising. Uh, we So yes, let me just clarify. We we are very advertising, but it's kind of being pretty quiet for now. Um, we're going to build another brand called Webquity dot io for that but i mean it's it's all i mean it's all it's all face to face it's all you know um personal network as well we've been offered um so firstly we have one operator deal at the moment um so we have a deal with a um a directory that basically does kind of like um it's kind of an online offline let's just say party hire for example um directory that's uh, working in um in one city in the us and in that one city in the us it's generating over a hundred thousand dollars um, in in net profit a year just from that one city, and what we're doing with it with this person here is they have other businesses they're working on that are actually generating more money. So this is kind of like neglected, and we're basically taking that we- that website and we're basically SEOing other towns to basically rank for the for the specific directory term. The only thing is it's kind of a mixture of an offline and offline online and offline business. And because there needs to be an operations side on the back end of it to basically kind of like fill the logistical side of it. So it's not a clean, like straight up content website or anything like this. It's kind of like an, an offline online business. But we're currently doing an operated deal with this person here. Uh, and that's working really well for us. Um, we haven't, and I know your next question is what's your split and profit and everything. That's right. That, that have, is my next yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We haven't actually finalized, we haven't actually finalized anything in that, in that format yet. Um, because the website is generating quite a bit of money. It's not going to, it's different to a smaller content site where we could sit there and say, you know, um, you know, you give us 50% of revenue after this time because it's already generating quite significant, you know, return on investment. So yeah. uh, we'll have to kind of be, it'll be a more of an intricate deal, I think with him. Yeah. Yeah. And then going forward, when you open it up to other people, what kind of structure are you thinking? Well, I think, I think at this point in time, so like I, I do have a couple of people that have already offered, offered me, um, uh, equity and I mean, I could be, um, offered me capital to do this kind of process. Um, I think we're just going to go with the simple model that, that you guys are going with and the, the kind of model, which is a thousand dollars a month as an operator fee. And then, um, 50% of the upside, fit, uh, on revenue and then obviously on sale as well. And the reason why we want to go with this model. So, um, in a previous conversation we've had Richard, like I was like, Oh, I don't want to do this kind of stuff. I want to kind of like, as we know, we have a big, we have a good agency and we actually make a lot of profit in the agency as well. We like, we have like, you know, large retainers, um, you know, like a $5,000 and things like that. It's kind of, I've been a bit shy and kind of coming back and going, Oh, well, let's do the thousand dollar a month operator deal and see how we go with these kind of like smaller content sites. But now I'm like, no, I need to switch gears in the agency. I need to come back. I need to basically come in there, get some experience with the kind of smaller content sites and then build this process up and obviously try to hit some home runs with this because the equity, we have access to equity. Um, and it's more about getting, I suppose, getting our hands dirty and kind of getting into the game. So to answer your question, yeah, we'd be doing a similar kind of deal. It's like $1,000 a month as an operator deal and then you know, 50-50 on the operator, um, 50-50 revenue, 50-50 on the sale as well. So um, we're open to anything at this point in time. It's just more about um, getting into the, getting into it and just getting some experience. And have you got capital coming to want to work with you as well? Yeah. So this comes back to the where we were before. Yeah. And so so what happened was um, in in April, um, I ended up going to Silicon Valley, and I ended up meeting up with uh, venture capital firms and private equity companies, and I ended up pitching them, and I ended up going, hey. 
Um, there's a lot of money in the website, you know, website assets. And how would you guys feel about getting 20% return on investment? And they were like, in the private equity firm was like, yeah, we're really interested in that. That sounds great. So basically the deal that we had was, you know, we come in, we'd manage the website. You guys would get 20% return on investment, which is you know, it's obviously, you know, good compared to, you know, whatever kinds of, you know, other investments are out there. And then once we sell the website, we'd get 50-50 after that point. And they said, yeah, cool, that sounds great. We're really into that. And I said, well, cool. Well, how much money would you be willing to give us? And they're like, oh, would we give you between $1 and $3 million? And I was like, okay, that sounds good. And then I just like was just like, holy fucking shit, are you serious? <laughs> like, oh, my fucking God. I can't believe they just said that. And um, I was like, yeah, cool, cool bananas, cool bananas. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll find you a content website for, you know, between $1 and $3 million and, and, we'll, and we'll figure out a deal. And um, so I left that just going, holy shit, this is amazing. This is going to be like, like this is it. This is everything's changing now. And it was so easy. It was actually, it was really, really easy. I'm, I'm actually quite shocked at how easy it was. Um, and so I went away and then spent like, like next two or three months trying to find a deal. Ended up finding a deal on, um, on FE International. It was a website called Listen on Repeat. Um, it's basically a, um, a YouTube um, it's a YouTube player that basically strips out the ads, so you can basically create custom playlists on there. Oh wow! Um, okay. Yeah, so it's it's actually it's actually really YouTube cool. YouTube ads have got incredibly annoying over the last couple of weeks. Have you noticed? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah. And the whole this is the whole thing. The timing of the sale, I think, is all part to do with it as well, because obviously they're trying to increase the, um, their um, their platform to people to go into YouTube Red or use YouTube Premium. So I think that the more annoying the ads are, the more people are going to. Yeah. Um, you know, they've really ramped cross. it up. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, so the situation was we were basically, we got in there, we found this website that was worth a million dollars. We started doing due, the um, the private equity company started doing due diligence on it. So it was, it was net, netting 400000 um a year net profit, which obviously was probably a bit inflated, but it was still, it was kind of like too good to be true in a, in a weird way. And um, the due diligence, the website had been around for 12 years, super stable, ranking really well for, for its keyword terms. Like it was a really, really good deal. Um, and the thing was the due the, the lawyers from the due diligence team from the private equity, uh, turned around and said, look, um, this is a good deal. Like we see that it's good. However, the only thing is it's basically at any point in time, Google could turn around and, um, and say, and use the terms of service could be, it's basically breaching terms of service for Google because it's stripping the ads from, from Google, yeah, from YouTube. Um, they said, it, obviously it's a small probability this would happen. Um, but because they YouTube are trying to monetize heavier and heavier, there's obviously a higher likelihood of that happening. So they basically shied away from the deal, and which is actually was, was actually a really good thing because at the end of the day, like when this deal was going through and then we're going through due diligence process, I was really stressed out, and it was just like, holy crap, I'm in charge of a million dollars worth of equity. Um, what happens if it all tanks tomorrow? Uh, you know, like it was like, I, I'm going to have trouble sleeping and I already have trouble sleeping at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I found that just by managing like uh, low six-figure assets when I was doing it for other people. Yeah, yeah. so and that's the thing. So that's the thing. So like, and that's the thing. So I, I like to, to kind of like go from like no kind of experience up into like the major leagues was just kind of like, okay, that's a really big jump. Um, and, and, and so basically what happened was, um, and the thing was like, it would have been a great deal because we could have, we could have CROed it really well and, and done some good stuff on there and actually flipped it in two years time and literally could have, you know, turned it from 1 million to a 3 million literally in probably 18 months to, to 24 months. You know, if it was, if we got through with the deal it would have been, we would 
be laughing right now. I'm pretty confident in that. But yeah, yeah. realizing that that um that, that definitely that, that was a definitely a gap there. So when that deal didn't go through, I was like, I'm still talking to the private equity company now. They're still they're, the money's there. There's no issue with the money. Yeah. Um. So um, but they need deals that are big enough for them. Like they don't want the two hundred thousand. They don't want me to get two hundred thousand on the website. They want they want you know one to three million dollar range because they need to have you know. That's something that's you know that looks good on their spreadsheet, you know. Could, could, um, it not, could it not be structures whereby they invest in uh, an external company, an entity that you set up, and then that's on their balance sheet, and then you're able to buy 100k, 200k, 500k deals, uh, and like split up that money between you know five to ten sites rather than one or two. And and that's the conversation that I think I'm going to have with them. Uh, once I get through conference season uh, next two months, that's yeah. pretty much. Station I'm going to have with them, um, yeah, because I think that that that'll that'll build trust with them as well, and um, yeah, because I mean, you know, even for them too, because this is a this is a new thing for. So a lot of the, as you know, a lot of the guys with the capital coming into this space, they don't really have the experience. It's a new area for them. They don't even know what SEO is. Yep. So and they're like, oh, we're buying a website for a million dollars. It has these these kinds of numbers. You know, like what's going on? Where, where, how do you manage this? What 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 team? What you literally have three content writers and it's turning over like forty percent ROI. How does this work? Yeah. You know, like forty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, percent um, yield yeah. plus the ROI on the content as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a funny thing. So um, yeah, so the, the thing is, like, I'm definitely going to restructure the um, go back to them and kind of figure out a way to structure deals with them that that will work better. Okay. Are so, you, are you going to have case studies on WLDM? Is it going to be? Oh no, you mentioned a, a different uh, domain. Yeah, we'll, do under. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do this on a different domain. Yeah. It's going to be called webbitty.io, but I haven't built the website yet. So, uh, yeah. but um, we'll definitely I'll get it out there and uh, it, it'll 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 start to um. It was hard to work, but obviously we need we need to have case studies. I mean, the case studies we'll have now are basically based on. I haven't got any up there at the moment, really, but um, will be based on our current SEO work, you know. Because for us, yeah, like I, I'm happy to get in there and do some smaller content sites, but we like to do the kind of like you know more sophisticated stuff as well. And but um, so so from there, so I'll, I'll, we'll move on from that, I suppose, <laughs> and I'll go into where, yeah. where what would happen then. So then, um. Yeah, so I kind of got shied away from this whole kind of like, all right, I don't want to look for sites worth a million dollars anymore because it was a bit of a stressful experience. Let's just um, and then that's when I kind of went cool. <laughs> and um, sorry, mate. Yeah, and just because I had a look at that that site that you mentioned, I had forty thousand pages in the in the index. So the conversation is buy buy the site for a million, and then I'm going to delete half the pages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's- everything's fine. Honest. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. And, and so, so part of the deal. So, what happened was in that. And this is what this is why we're focusing on CRO now. So, basically, in that deal, I was like, "Cool, we need to get better at CRO because we're going to come in here, and the real revenue is going to be obviously with the SEO, but also the CRO as well." So, basically, since that time, we've been building out our CRO team and like working on our CRO process. Because realistically, we realize that if we're going to come in and start acquiring websites, it's going to be SEO and CRO that's really going to give us that extra bang for buck. Uh, so that's predominantly CRO for ads or mainly for affiliate, do you mean? Um well for, for whatever whatever we need to do. So I yeah. mean obviously affiliates affiliate CRO and obviously for ads as well. So you know, we've been playing around with Zoic at the moment. Um I, it's still not definitely not masters at it in any sense of the term, but um I think more like uh just getting better at data. Like I I kind of wanna I still wanna work with large websites like that and, and kind of like really get better at data and, and we are pretty good at data already, but like we have some good consultants we work with. Um, but just kind of like, you know, 80, 20, but like massive kind of pull the leverage in it. There's, there's, 
There's a lot of CRO you can do um, before you get to spit testing. You know, there's a lot of things you can do that are best practice, as you know, that, that before you get to spit testing, you don't. You, you can do a lot of things to basically increase ROI. So we're basically building out our CRO team at the moment, just trying to because we know that if we're going to be attractive to investors, if we can do SEO and CRO, because the CRO is going to get the quick wins and they'll stick around for the SEO. You know what I mean? Like because if CRO in three three to six months time, it can really get you know increase their bottom line. Then, then the then the SEO will kick in within six to nine months. So yep. we'll definitely work on that process. Um, but to bring it back, so to make it focus, people that listen to this podcast, because um, I listen to the podcast as well. So basically, after this point in time, we were like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to go out in your scrape box and we're going to scrape all AdSense websites and Word, WordPress AdSense websites, and we're going to go and find ones in, and we're going to take them to either AdThrive or Mediavine. So we're going to find an AdSense website that we can basically uh, try to negotiate a deal on and then and then go to AdSense or Media, uh, Mediavine or, or Ad, AdThrive or Mediavine and go, hey, um, would you accept this into your program? And if they got accepted to the program, we'd go back to the person that we're trying to buy the website from and go, oh, well, oh, yeah, you went uh, 25 times a monthly multiple. That's totally fine. Um, here you go, and then we'd obviously get accepted into Mediavine. You know, obviously three x that that, that revenue. Mediavine could approve a site even though you don't own it. You just have to download the PDF from the from the analytics. Yeah, exactly. And same wow, with that's um, clever. Hadn't yes. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And same with AdFive as well. So um, wow. yeah, so basically you can pretend like it's your website. Like, yeah. oh yeah, can you can you share the <laughs> analytics with me? Um, and then they share the analytics, and then you can just upload it to them, and, and then yeah. they can best. Very clever. Uh, so how are you using Scrapebox to find these sites? Are you targeting based off keywords of different niches? So we, we use Scrapebox to find the AdSense code. So we're Scrapeboxing for AdSense. So we'll pick a specific niche. Um, and so we'll pick specific things. Let's just say we do like um, uh, DIY um, storage shed. This is, oh, no, just DIY as an example. Uh, you know, we, and just pick a specific niche. And then we'd obviously use Scrapebox to find keywords around that and just kind of build out the list. And then we start scraping websites and we're just looking for the AdSense code. Yeah, and then we filter out for by AdSense code. And then from that, then we go, hey, we, we don't even tell them. So then we basically outreach and say, hey, we see a website's for sale, da 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 um, we don't even say AdSense or anything in there at all because we don't want them to know what no. we're trying to do. And you run it through Ahrefs. Um, you look for search minimum search traffic first. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. there's a really good there's a really good function on Ahrefs, which is the batch function. You yeah. can just upload or batch. The, the, the only thing is that with the batch function, um, we found that sometimes the traffic data isn't accurate. Like it might come back and say there's a traffic of zero when realistically there's not. Um, so we found that sometimes with the batch it doesn't work so well. But yeah, the, obviously we run it through Ahrefs as well, find out if there's traffic. And so we did this process, and then we started outreaching. Um, but we had no success. We did this for a couple of months, and um, so I think this this situation is like the holy grail of you know of you know I suppose uh, website flipping or arbitrage in a way. It's like you know find a website with AdSense on it, and then take it to to, to MediaVine or AdThrive, and <laughs> and then just like double your money overnight. Um, <laughs> but the reality is. Uh, People that we started communicating with, and, I, and I, as I will admit we did not have our best outreach people on this process. We only had one person that wasn't very dedicated to it. But um, So I didn't have my best negotiator on this. Um, but we didn't really get any deals. And what would happen was people would kind of come back and just give us like a really random offer for the website. They'd say, yeah, give us $3,000 for it. And we'd say, cool, show us your analytics, show us all this stuff. And they wouldn't take the conversation further. And the people that were actually interested in talking to us, um, they basically, as soon as we asked for financial data or anything like that, they basically just wouldn't give us anything. They just wouldn't trust us. Um, yeah. So 
you know, if we were to move forward with this process, which we're not really going to move forward with this process, but if we were, we'd obviously try to get them on the phone and actually have a salesperson really build the trust and rapport. And uh, we thought it would be quite easy, honestly. We thought we'd just go out there and just blast, you know, 10,000 emails and people would come back and, and just show us screenshots of their AdSense data or whatever. And we had that a few times, but it was definitely not worth our time or the traffic volume wasn't enough for us to basically get approved by um, Mediavine or AdThrive. Yeah, that's... Um... Yeah, it's definitely a narrower funnel that you're that you're doing, but I like the strategy. I like the idea of it. I hadn't thought yeah. about doing that. Yeah, and then you you know, you know it's gonna you 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 can pay whatever whatever you need to pay. You you know that you're gonna make a lot more money in three to six months time just by making one change. <laughs> yeah, just change, just replace the code. You yeah, know? amazing, like, I mean, amazing. So I mean, so I don't know. So I don't know. I, I would love if someone, if someone actually has been successful, to reach out and let me know how they did it, because we haven't, you know, because we've we put a couple of months into it, and um, you know, like I think it, it, it's kind of talked about, but I don't think yeah. anyone's really pulled it off, you know. And maybe they have. I don't know. Um, I'd oh, love to know if other people have. We're doing it pretty well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Andre's got a, a guy dedicated to it. He's doing a good job. Um, I mean, I, I personally get several emails a day from people replying who were interested in ah. selling so um it's it's a pretty yep. crazy pipeline that we're building here cool yeah i'm yeah. gonna find out more and that's the thing like in the whole point here is like i haven't been dedicating the resources to all this stuff it's kind of been a side project and now it's like okay you know let's let's focus more on this area because this is this is where the future of our you know my my company is going First things you'll be doing is improving the monetization, the conversion rate, and then you're also building out this SaaS for A-B testing with SEO. Yes. So the, so there's there's two different ways to do this process. Um, and so SEO A-B testing has been around probably since around like 2015, 2016. And it was because I have friends that work in very large companies um, that, um, that we actually built this software in-house. And so basically, let's just say you have like a 10 million page um, e-commerce site or a directory site that has 10 million pages. What what these guys were doing is this, this is my friends who are working in these kinds of companies and they basically build out these um, this kind of like A-B testing platform. And what they do is they sit there and they create buckets of, of websites. And they might sit there, let's just say it's a directory site that has 10 million pages and they would just take a million pages in each bucket and just change one variable. So they might change the H1. So they might sit there and, and put the keyword and another word behind the H1 or they might change just something in the H1 and they test it across like a million pages and they'd have like, you know, you know 10 different variations or, or five different variations. And having such a large da- data, data set, they were able to see what was making improvements or what was making them decrease. So, so this is basically the start of how it all, all worked. And then what happened was, there's a company called Distilled, who's a UK-based um, uh, SEO agency that uh, is kind of affiliated with Moz. They've been around for a very long time, and they offered the first version of this software kind of like publicly available, um, and they still offer it today. And these guys are kind of the leaders in SEO A/B testing, and that's been around since I think um, 2017 or 2016. Um, and the thing is, though, and when it first came out, and I first knew, and, and, and um, I've talked to Will Crislow, the, the the main guy about from it. Um, the thing is, is that they charge four thousand pounds a month to use the service. 
That's um, that's interesting here because it's on there. It's, they call it ODN. Uh, yeah, still, it's an ODN. And there's no pricing, so that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it, it's four, it's four thousand pounds a month. So they're working with massive e-commerce sites. So they're working with really, really big, really big clients. And so we tried to get a couple. When I was working in the lives agency, um, I was kind of like contracting for another company that we had a large client. Then we're trying to get them on on board with these guys, but it was just too much, too much. It just cost too much. But the point here is this is the high level end of the spectrum. And then we kind of like started to use, there's a couple of smaller tools that, that offer a similar solution, but just not that good. Um, we haven't used it still, unfortunately. I would love to be able to get in there and use it, but we're just like, fuck it, let's just build it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we've done. So there's there's two different variations of this software. There's the basic version where you can just kind of like change the page title and meta description. Yeah. So you, you can just go in and let's just say, you can do it on a page by page basis. So you can go in there and, and like, let's just say you've got your current page title and meta description you can go in there and um, insert more keywords in there and so uh, it'll in- increase you know the amount of keywords it might that it might actually rank for or it might also increase the CTR too so you can do it on page by page basis but the thing is when you work on a page by page basis there's a lot of noise in the search engine results so you don't know whether your CTR increased or the amount of clicks increased because of your change to the page title meta description or whether it's due to some kind of volatility in the algorithm so yeah. on a page by page basis, you can do it, and it does. And we and we offer we have the software that's built out for this now, um, but it's not it's not very statistically significant for a very kind of like to use a technical term. Yeah. Um, so we have this basic version working now, and we are we're using this currently on our clients, and we are getting good results. But it's it's it, it's kind of it's kind of hit and miss as well. So but we are doing this process, and and, and it works for us. And we, we with some of our clients have actually got some pretty good results. Um, we've definitely increased because it's a really quick way to increase. Uh, clicks, organic traffic, because if you make a page title that um the that, that has a higher CTR, then you just get more traffic, and you don't have to do anything else to the website. Yeah. You know what, what I mean? Like, what are a couple of the uh, first things that that you would do for that you have been doing for clients using this software approach? Is it putting dates in the title tag? Is it using last modified schema? What What are the quickest wins yes. that? Yeah. Yeah, the quickest wins are um, is actually to obviously uh, price and date is a very common one, um, and obviously aligning the page title with the meta description so that your keywords are aligned. I mean, most of the times there will be as well, but making sure that kind of like there's a kind of a flow between the page title and meta description. So don't make um, the page title with one keyword and the meta description with another keyword. Make it kind of aligned, so it kind of flows really well. So it kind of it kind of backs itself up. That's the thing that we've noticed the most. So um, and what, what we found too in these kind of smaller websites is the more keywords you put in the page title and meta description, the more kind of uh, keywords you'll rank for as well. So like you, if you can put a couple of extra kit, like let's just say you go in Ahrefs and you go, oh, you know, we position seven for this keyword, but it's not in the page title. And if you can kind of like jam in the page title and meta description, you might find it might lift in the rankings too. So yeah. this is what we found. Um, but on on this level, it's to be honest with you, it, it it's we still haven't perfected it. No one's really perfected. It's quite a lot of noise in there. The real value, um, which is unfortunately not so much going to be true. I mean, we will figure it all out, and it's all still this whole industry, this SEO A/B testing is kind of in its infancy, and we're trying to develop it further than what it currently is because we've used the softwares that are out there, and honestly, um, we're not happy with what we've seen, so we're building something that's going to be better than, or we're hoping it's going to be better than what's already out there. So hopefully we can create a more data-driven approach to just the single-page kind of variation. Now, there's a single-page variation, and then there's the multi-page variation, the dynamic um, HTML injection. Now, this is where it gets really, really interesting and really, really powerful because we have a background in large e-commerce 
you know, large e-commerce stores and things like that. And so what we can do here, um, let's just say you have a website that's, um, you know, a massive bikini brand, or as an example, like, like an Amazon.com, and you're, you're targeting specifically bikinis. So most of the times in large e-commerce shops, you'll have like, you know, woman's red billabong bikini, you know, woman's red rib curl bikini, woman's blue rib, you know, that the, the dynamically generated URL is very, very limited and the dynamically generated page title and the description is very, very limited. Yeah? Yep. It's all, and it's all basically, it's pretty much just duplicate content. So what we can do is we can basically pick out any HTML, HTML element on a page. So we might change the code. We might put a bit of code in there and say like, um, are you looking to buy woman's, a red woman's bikini? Uh, and then we might go for only price. Yeah. So we might, so instead of having woman's red bikini, woman's red, woman's, red billabong bikini you might have are you looking to buy a woman's red billabong bikini for only price or 9.99 yeah yeah so that and so just just doing that change and that that test might take us probably like 20 minutes to set up but we can basically push that test across a million pages like one page or 10 million pages at once because it's dynamically generated so the roi for these massive e-commerce shops is massive yeah i can see that yeah so this this is this is why Distill can charge four thousand pounds for this kind of stuff because they the the impact that these guys can have and impact you can have across e-commerce stores is absolutely phenomenal. And so this is kind of where we're heading and 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 yeah, it's just it's 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 very powerful. And it's not just the page style and meta description. You can basically change um, any element on on the website basically. Yeah, that's that's beyond my my technical pay grade. I think <laughs> I understand <laughs> yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's and so that's the thing. Like so, like you know, this is the thing. Like this is the kind of SEO that we love, and my SEO team, like we are highly technical guys, and we're highly innovative. Like we're an innovative company, we're an innovative team, and this is why we like working with these kind of like larger clients that you know, that, that have these technical issues because yeah, this is what we love doing. And then, but th- to bring it back to you know operators and stuff like that, like when we come back to a content site, you know, because we have this this you know this experience and this background, we can come into a content site or a, a simpler website that's got a hundred pages or a thousand pages, and we can just really. You know, we do write quite well in that area, so it's um, it's a, it's a, I think it's a good mix to be able to kind of like you know have that high level stuff as well as come back to the the, the core SEO values, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. And so with your team, you you employ your own writers, your own outreach staff, your own technical SEO. Uh, how does that currently look, and uh, what's the plan going forward? Yeah, cool. So this is a good question. Um, so we, so at the moment, what we're doing, and this is where I'm doing the restructuring. So basically, I'm creating an operator team. So I'm moving away from just having an agency team. I'm building out an operator team, um, which will be focusing on uh, you know obviously operations. But what what what's a value I think to people that are currently building out SEO teams or any kind of team in general? Um, I'll explain the process that we've been through. The way that we work. Uh, we obviously hire um, backlinkers and and content writers and high level SEOs. So the high level SEOs are like the the process that we get these guys um, is we obviously use um, actual proper job boards um, and because we have the conference and and we you know we're an innovative company um, we're able to attract a lot of uh, high level candidates because we're obviously we're obviously obvi- we're offering remote work 
And most of these guys work in agencies and they're working from, you know, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And it's a total grind for them. And they want to come work for us because, um, you know, we offer a lot more freedom. And, and, and so that's, that's how we get the kind of high-level guys. And I think that um, this model shouldn't be – to be honest with you, like hiring one really, really good technical SEO, like a one high-level experience SEO, I think is definitely – um, incredible asset to any team and and you can get these guys just from saying hey we have a remote company you know you can be a contractor for us and you can run your own SEO project on the side yeah and so these guys are they are they managing the 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 teams that managing the link builders or are they just focused on performing their expertise no, just put they're basically just technical SEOs. They're account managers and SEOs, and then we have an operations manager. So, okay. so then we basically have those guys are normally based in Australia, US, or Europe, and uh, and then we have our, our core team is based out of um, out of Eastern Europe. We have a, probably around twenty at the moment. It's gone up around twenty staff, and basically how we started hiring. Um, was we basically we've obviously been through the Philippines and India because I've been doing this for 12 years now and we don't use those guys anymore. We go to Eastern Europe. Uh, so currently um, we just find that they're just uh, highly educated um, and and very very dedicated, very very strong work ethic. Uh, it's it's phenomenal. So we we basically we started using Upwork. Um, and we've got some, you know, some really, really talented staff working for us. And the way that we, so, you know, it's very common for people to sit there and say, oh, yeah, you know, you just post a job on Upwork and everything works and you magically get all these people to come work for you. It's not the case. It's actually a lot harder than people think it is. What we normally do in our process for Upwork is we obviously create a job posting. Um, and like I say, we're looking for a content writer. So the kind of content we write is quite sophisticated. Um, and we might invite like 20 people to a job and we basically target specifically Eastern Europe. We sit there and say, you know, it's you know 25 USD per thousand words or whatever our prices, which is roughly what we pay. Um, and then we invite probably 20 people to a job. We'd be lucky if four or five of them actually reply. Of those four or five, we'd be lucky if two of them actually complete the task. Um, and that's, yeah. that's real. Like that's honestly the way it is. It, and so we literally have someone that probably spends about a quarter of their time just trying to find new staff members, <laughs> just trying to build. No, I'm serious. It's a very long process. And, yeah. and the, the, we hired someone. So, and the thing is that we set up this process that we, we only want to hire the best because obviously our technical guys are very good and everyone, the culture that we have in our team is actually a very, like a high performance culture. So we set a really high standard and when people come into the team, um, we we make sure that they we push them really hard at the start, and we basically we want them to break. We want them to not. We want them to fail in, to a lack of a better lack of a better term. Uh, there was a, a message that one of my operations managers sent me like uh, a couple of weeks ago, saying, "Oh, it was a, a really nice uh, email message saying, oh, thank you. I really really want to work for you guys. I'm so happy for this opportunity. Um, you know, like I really like I'm I'm so happy to work with you guys. I, and as you said, I'll take it slow with you, and you know, I'll, I'll work really slow with you. I'll take it slow to begin with, and we'll work it up from there." And I asked my operations manager, I said, well, how many, how many words is slow? How many words have you got to write in a week? And she's like, 15,000. And I was like, okay, I like your slow. And, and this is the process for us. So basically, <laughs> you know, like we, 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 and this is quality work. This is not just, um, you know, fluff. This is proper content. So the point is, is like, we'd rather go through a hundred candidates to find the one candidate that's really, really good. And it's really going to perform really well for us than, than, than have 10 mediocre candidates. And this is the process that we use. Yeah. So we started using, um, uh, Upwork for this process. Uh, the, the one thing that I, 
so we have like a and once you have a really high performance team they basically they love working with each other because they're all over delivering in a lot of ways the way that we work on with our backlinkers and this is a good little trick too for other people uh most backlinkers um on upwork or any of these platforms they basically have lists of guest posts um directories that they guest post you know lists that they've got so and we've we learned obviously the hard way that you know they start working for you and let's just say you're working in a specific niche like cannabis you know or um or, or medicine or whatever they'll start delivering leads for a while and then then the leads will start to go up in price um or the the, the publishing costs will start to go up in price and that's because basically they've run out of their their lists and then obviously they've got to use the higher higher lead list. So they're basically a lot of these, pretty much most of these people that are actually doing backlinking just have lists and they're just, they're not doing real genuine outreach. We obviously use software. Um, we use Ninja Outreach to, to automate the process. But the reality is a lot of these guys are pretty much just on the sly putting these these ones in there and actually and, and doing this process. Yeah. And the way that we figured out how to to get around this is um, we we do have quite a few clients in Australia, so we actually make them build .com.au links, and so we will do the same thing. We'll invite twenty people to a job, and we might get like you know about you know six to eight people that will say yes. And as soon as we say in the position that we're actually looking for .com.au links, pretty much most of them will say they won't do it. Yep. And why not? Like, why would they not do it? You know what I mean? Like, uh, and then do they set the the how, how do you negotiate what what you're willing to pay? Uh, so with these guys, um, we actually we we tried a few different we tried tried a few different processes, uh, and what we do now is we basically pay per link. So we basically we basically pay like two hours of their time per link. So we 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 kind of we kind of keep it all co- contractual now because um, we kind of had the, the piss taken out of us a few times, which kind of happens if you have salaried staff. Uh, like you know that was uh, like I think there was one time we had, we paid the salary of a guy, and in a month he built us five links. You know, like, and you're like, uh, no, that's not how it works. And so basically, <laughs> so basically, we um we pay, we give them like uh, two hours, or we give them a specific price per link. Um, the problem that you'll find with this situation is lead quality starts to drop. So we have someone who does quality assurance, and so between the backlinker and um and and they basically send the leads through, and they send the the, the publication cost, and then our quality assurance person will sit there and say, "No, that shit, that, that shit," because they'll just try and send anything through because they're just trying to get as many links as they can. Yeah, and we have some of them basically filtering that process out for them. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I mean, that could be a strategy that content site builders could use rather than uh, purchasing links from from providers. So if if you can hire and find people and manage the process and charge. And and pay uh, for two hours. What, what kind of price for two hours are we talking about? So like uh, uh, thirty dollars, fifty dollars, or yeah, no, we're talking like like twenty five dollars USD, basically for for two hours total. Yeah, so let, let, there's there's more to it than this process, though. Yeah, so let's just say let's just say twenty five dollars per link as a, as a rough example. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you can achieve that, then obviously that that's far better than paying a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks from uh, all, all the you know well known providers out there. So let, let me let me let me break that let me let me break that down further. So let's just say we pay the backlinker twenty five dollars. We have to pay the quality assurance person to manage the process as well. Then we have to pay twenty to twenty five USD for the the guest post as well. So we're actually not making that money not much much money on each guest post. Yeah. So okay. And to be honest with you, um, guest posting is a 
bloody headache. Yeah. I, it is the worst department to, to deal with. And and to be honest with you, most large companies, so it, it seems simple in theory, but um, what happens is um, you'll sit there and your out, your outreach guy will sit there and go, cool, I've just got a, um, I've got a, a yes on this blog here. Uh, but then it, no, so what we do normally is we write stock articles. So we sit there and we, we, we pitch four topics, you know, seven best tips to lose weight, you know, eight tips to have a flat abs or whatever, you know, your, your four pitch articles are. So we normally have stock articles on file. But then what will happen is they'll reach out to a specific blog and then the blog will say, we don't want any of those articles. We need a specific article on CBD or whatever. And then that um, backlink then has to go through to the guest post content team and get a piece of content written within 24 hours and turned around real quickly because yeah. we have to make sure it's done very quickly. And, and this process is it's a nightmare to deal with because we deliver probably 150 to 200 links a month. So that's probably like an, each of our content pieces is 800 words at least. And it's, mm-hmm. it's high quality guest posting. Like we do high quality stuff. Um, let's just say, so that's 150,000 to 200,000 words just for guest posting alone. So yeah. it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's it, honestly, it's a bit of a beast and um, it's, it's not as, it's, it's not as simple as it seems. And in saying that, um, in saying that, you'll find that the only thing that a lot of these large companies that outsource, like let's just say it's like the Airbnbs of the world and these kinds of companies, um, is the backlinking process. All the technical SEO content and everything else is normally kept in-house. And the one thing they do outsource uh, a lot is backlinking. So a lot of those providers that you have, like the Hoff and Outreach Mama and all these kinds of guys, a lot of the, these guys will have really big clients because it's just it's just too much of a headache to deal with internally. But this is not something that you're going to be wanting to offer publicly. It's for people on your packages that have larger budgets and then operationally for, for, for the sites that you operate so you can increase the equity and, and it makes sense for you that way? Uh, no, um, we, we offer, we have backlink packages as well. Okay. Um, we have backing packages. I mean, like, yeah, just you, 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 like we, we, do, we, we do everything. So we, everything to do that. So we have backing packages. Um, I currently on NDA. Uh, so we have backlink packages with some large companies in America. Um, I'm currently on the NDA. Um, so I can't tell you, but we have backlink, backlink, uh, one massive backlink client that, um, yeah, you'd be surprised at. I mean, like we only do a little portion of what they need. Yeah. But yeah, there's the large, a lot of these companies. So we, we, we fulfill quite a lot of links for, for different providers. So it is definitely something that we offer. And to be honest with you, it's as much as the pain in the ass to deal with, the, the level of skill that's required is lower. It's actually quite good for us because it's it's easier to manage. Like having, having a technical SEO team and yeah. a content team is a lot more to manage than – it's a lot more of a headache to manage the backlink part of the, the operation, but it's kind of more profitable in a lot of ways with volume. Um, Are you going to have a public facing page on your site for backlink pack for, for packages for backlinks? Yeah, we, I mean, we should, I mean, we should, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not good at sales. No, we do, we do skyscraper, we do new stages, we do all this stuff as well. So we do specifically skyscraper technique. Um, so we do all this stuff. We do custom outreach specific, like real, we do real custom outreach. We don't, we don't, um, buy from link yeah. providers and, you know, we actually do real custom outreach. As I said to you before, we offer custom outreach, um, like we do specific stuff for clients. It's actually, it's not just guest posting. Like we, we have, I can't really go into too many details, but, um, like we offer specific, like someone might have a specific widget that they have that they want to get put onto a website. So we just, we do custom outreach, as I said to you before as well, like we do specific outreach for Amazon, uh, as Amazon sites are basically looking to get their Amazon link in there as well. So we do a lot of, 
if someone comes to us and says, hey, this is what we want to do, um, we come back and say, cool, we can do this. Um, give us, we can try this out, see how it works. And then we, we, we can figure out pricing details from there. So yeah, I, I really need to work on that website. My marketing, I'm not very good at marketing. I'm, I'm, I'm better at SEO <laughs> team management. <laughs> but um, oh yeah, I bring you back to what we were saying uh, about the team. So um, so we have this like we have this uh, like high performance team, and one of the proudest moments that I had um, with my team is um, we had a kind of a situation with the backlinking team where um, so we're kind of really good at building teams, and we're, like the culture, company culture is quite good, and because there's a lot of high performance people working together, they, they enjoy working together, and it attracts attracts certain type of person. Um, what happened was we unfortunately had to fire one of our backlinkers because um, they did some something very stupid that they shouldn't have done and unfortunately the only kind of like course recourse was um to fire them and and they were friends of two other backlinkers on the team which were kind of our three kind of core main guys that were delivering most of the work for us the other two guys didn't do anything for that month i don't know if it was in protest or, or what happened but what happened was our content team ended up learning backlinking because they're like fuck we've got to hit these targets and so my operations and content team actually got into all the SOPs and videos from how to do outreach and actually hit our bloody backlinking targets for us. So they basically got in there writing all the guest posts, doing all the outreach and hit our, hit our backlinking targets for us, which is absolutely phenomenal. And it was just like the one of the proudest moments I've ever had, like more than hitting like, you know, page one or keyword one for, you know, ranking one for keyword, but just having my team kind of have that kind of like autonomous kind of process and go, fuck, we've got to figure this out and let's hit that target. And hitting it was really good. And what that's meant for us is now that our content writers, like one of them now is doing content and backlinking. And I think that what we're trying to do with our team is just trying to put them in different areas and, and just really grow them uh, as far as what they're doing. It's not just a content person. I really want them to really understand all the processes and procedures behind that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Do you, how, how do you incentivize other than salary in any ways? Is there yeah, any so, prof, profit share or anything? Yeah, yeah, there's profit share. So, in, in all, and also, I'm, I'm leading up to something else in this conversation. But um, yeah. So the way that the way that the way um we um the way that we're structuring the deals. So with the larger deals, we had another. We had a couple of quite large deals fall through um as operators unfortunately but it's complex deals i think when they get very big in the multi-million dollars they they get quite complicated and there's a lot of stakeholders and stuff but um with the current deal that we have with the operator uh and this is kind of part of our pitch too is that basically um a couple of my staff members already have profit share in some of my businesses uh like in the online tutoring business and also the um the uh the two um uh, other portfolio websites as well and um what what we're trying to do it, with the with the with the profit share with the the larger kind of operator deals is the one deal that we we we're going to work on. So the the, the main SEO that's working on the account gets a third of the profit. Um, I get all the company gets a third of the profit, and then the core team gets a third of the profit. So so if, as an operator, my this I'm not sure how I'm going to do this on the on the smaller content sites where you know that a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars, but on the larger deals in in the million dollar range. The when we we're going to work this deal out with the, with my main SEO, I was like, look, you'll get a third of the profit on this website. I will get a third of the profit and we'll give a third of the, to the core team. Because what that means is my SEO is going to work bloody, bloody hard to make sure he makes the money in that deal. So imagine if we bought that site for a million dollars and, you know, we, we sold in two years time for three million, you know, take the original one million out. We, we end up getting a million dollars in equity. My, my main SEO ends up with 350000 or $300,000 
he's going to stick around for that time and he's going to make sure that site's working really well. So we're really trying to, with the company, we basically try to incentivize and with our operator deals as well, we're going to be incentivizing our staff to basically, because we want to own a share of the company and we want to do a good job and you know we, we really want to get in there. Yeah, that really aligns everything really well, yeah. Yeah, and everyone's everyone's in alignment then. Like you know, obviously the person who's investing the 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 money to to myself to the team, we want to basically make a situation where it's you know it's a, it's a three year you know it's it, any of these deals you know you want you want to you want to take two or three years to do it, and we want to make sure that everyone's committed to that process too. So we don't want it to, to to flip around, and we want to make sure that the, the that there's an alignment there. So to bring it back to what we were saying before in a, uh, into um, the team and everything, so. We, we've kind of moved away from up, we're moving away from Upwork and what we're doing, what we started doing is actually posting on local job boards um, in Eastern Europe now as well. So we have people in specific countries like Macedonia, Serbia, Croatia, all these kinds of countries, uh, posting on lo- local job boards as, as, as something that we're doing at the moment. And the other thing that we're doing, which is um, which is what we're working on, which I think is a very, very smart strategy and, and I think that other people might be able to start thinking about how they can kind of incorporate this is we're dealing with um, local digital marketing company um, training providers. So there's companies in Eastern Europe that obviously offer SEO courses and, and all these kinds of courses. And what we're doing with these companies is we're basically going to be creating internship programs with them. So once someone finishes a 12-week SEO course, we're going to go in there and basically do an SEO presentation with them and show them how we do SEO and then try to get them on as interns. So we're trying to move away from Upwork and we're trying to move more into the real – we're trying to move more from away from the offline model an online model more into an offline model yeah. and try to recruit this way. Um, and in that process too, we found that um, having hubs of people like in Macedonia or Serbia or these kinds of places is actually better for us. Even if they only meet like once a week, just to have them in the same physical location is better than having them distributed across everywhere because as much as remote's cool and sexy, it's actually better to be in the same physical location. So we're going to basically be creating hubs for our staff so that so that there's basically i'm not sure if we're going to get office space or anything yet but the point is um working more with digital digital marketing courses and schools to try to get the talent from there directly as opposed to working from upwork and think about it more from a career perspective as opposed to a freelancer i'm on upwork and, and just doing gigs that's very cool that makes a lot of sense are these people still uh contractors uh, are you are you putting any on on payroll? I, I don't know where your company's located yeah. or uh, whether that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, uh, we're based uh, the company is based out of Australia at the moment, um, and pretty much the way we, we have some salaried staff. Um, the way that it works really well for us, and this is like I don't know, it's weird because most of we run an agency. Most of the people the, the, that are probably listening don't run an agency. They probably um, have, you know, a content team that they're, that are working, you know, on their own specific websites. But basically, well, the way that we found that works really well for us um, is so some are salaried and some are contractors. And the way it works is, um, you know, they get paid per thousand words, whether it's 25 USD or 30 USD per thousand words or 25 USD per link or whatever that rate is. And then there's like, you know, an hourly rate for training and, and development as well. We do a lot of training and development um, and some of our team are on salary as well. So it just makes sense for us to have some some team members on salary, like operations managers or people that do very varied roles for us. Um, and that way we can kind of grow and 
so with with their operations and and things like that, um, they're all salaried. But like you know, some some months will have you know massive backlink contracts, and some months we won't. So that way, it just makes more sense for us to kind of have the ebb and flow. We try to make sure we keep everyone happy and, and give them a minimum amount of work, so that we have like a minimum contract for them. Um, but yeah, we try we try to make sure it's um yeah. But we it, it's kind of a mixture of salaried and contractor. I'm excited to see. The new uh, business, the new when the new site's up. Let me know what that is. But but for now, where is the best place for people to find you? Yeah, the best place is just Bree B R I E at WLDM.io. That's WhitelightDigitalMarketing.io. Um, just reach out to me there. Whether you have any questions for um, you know SEO agency work, um, operator opportunities, the SEO A/B testing tool. Um, I don't know anything that they want to ask me about or DMSS as well. So. Um, I'm available cool man thanks so much for coming on alright thanks Richard thanks buddy cheers